I know I hated those books. Yeah, good. All right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the GS Podcast. My name is Dr. Niggle. I'm joined tonight by Gobi and Masami. This is a total fucking joke because nobody would come on. So we're just doing a brief podcast right now talking about why Twilight is a total piece of shit. Thoughts, everyone? <laughs> the whole, whole fucking uh, podcast is going to be a roundtable. Well, let's see. Um, first off, the leading lady... Um, Kristen Stewart? Fucked balls would be a complete overstatement. Like, oh, what's the matter with Kristen Stewart? You don't like the fact that she has the acting range of a book of carpet samples? Oh, You're giving her too much credit, man. Way yeah, too much credit. You're right. <laughs> Books with carpet samples are usually multicolored. Uh, right. <laughs> and they can still give you rug burns. <laughs> and you can feel something. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, we and I'll, I'll tear, I'll fucking tear Kristen Stewart apart all, all goddamn day long. Oh, well, you know that movie like turned to lesbian, right? I mean, that's the only thing I could come up with. Is that the one? Uh, well, she's not a lesbian. She's bi curious, which is uh, actually for women. I believe bi bisexuality is actually a thing. When a dude says he's bisexual, he's gay with a publicist. <laughs> Oh, I I won't disagree with that. Uh God. But uh, who plays Jacob? What the fuck's his name? He was in Tracers. Like, he went from a dumb fucking uh, Twilight series. Taylor to, Lothburn or something? Yeah, to an even dumber fucking movie in Tracers. Like. Uh, oh, it, that's right. All right, I'm pulling up the IMDb for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only good thing about the Twilight movies was the one, like, the one sister, Amy, or some shit like that. Like, I don't think she was meant to be comic release, relief, but she was fucking hilarious. Without ever trying. And again, sparkly vampires are shit. I think right. you're talking about Ashley Green playing Alice. Yes, oh, yes. Alice. Alice was oh, amazing. Yeah. She uh, was actually a likable character in those movies. I'll agree. Yeah. I will admit the one scene that I got a kick out of was them playing baseball in a thunderstorm. Oh my that god! Was pretty... No, that was so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the only believable thing. Like, yeah, vampires are strong enough that you know if they played baseball, it'd be fucking obvious to like everyone. So, yeah, except like, for if vampires were playing baseball and they were stronger than that, then every single hit that they made would be a fucking home run, and it wouldn't matter how far out Edward ran to catch it or whoever. What, Kellen Lutz? <laughs> was that the dude? Kellen Lutz was the other guy who played one of those? It doesn't matter how fast you run, Kellen. It doesn't matter how big the field is. The ball's fucking going 2,000 miles an hour. 2,000 feet per second, sorry. Fucking bullets. <clears throat> Well, Meg will be around tomorrow night. <clears throat> so, we got four regardless if Lee okay. shows up. <clears throat> yeah, no, that whole, like, the entire fucking trilogy was just a train it was, wreck. It was, it was cringe. Oh, look, I... I think, you know, it wouldn't have been so bad if they got rid of the sparkly vampires <clears throat> and the leading lady was actually a decent a person. actress. 
Well, no, I have a problem with the entire character. She does nothing. She has no defining characteristics of herself. She's literally sitting around waiting for Amoeba. Th three movies. She's waiting for a man to make her special. She's got nothing else in life. Yeah. Nothing else in life. She's, she's just waiting for like for edward to turn her and she keeps on begging you know like please make me a vampire i want to be with you forever i love you so much and what when when he like freaks out and dumps her because he's a piece of shit too basically she retreats well, into yeah. a tiny emotional ball and like doesn't do anything she she cries and screams in the night and freaks her dad out and it, it goes on like that for months and she like pick your pick your fucking self up do some talk about your problems like get on track, maybe actually consider going to college. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> Make something of your life. Maybe find something that you enjoy doing. Don't let a boy ruin your like ruin your whole fucking existence. I don't know. Yeah, so I I have a problem with her whole character. Oh yeah, that no, you're totally not wrong. Like, oh, <clears throat> speaking of that, did you watch season two of Lost in Space? No, I haven't gotten around to that yet. Oh god, you so you're the only person I can talk about fucking the evil doctor's fucking character arc. So you need to watch that shit. So I have somebody to fucking discuss this shit with. All right, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll get on it. Cause it's I think you're gonna be shocked at where they take her and her whole like story arc and it. I hope they do <laughs> the same thing to her that they did with Gary Oldman in the movie with William Hurt. Uh, and uh, uh, make her into like a giant spider alien robot. Nope. Sorry. Shit. Uh, you do get there is uh, there's a new bad guy. Like. Okay. It, <laughs> it gets like there was a guy who's like, oh, that motherfucker's the bad guy, and then like in a fucking twist. He wasn't the motherfucking bad guy, and this other dude was the bad guy, who I kind of thought this other guy was, you know, he was a bad guy as well, but I thought for sure this other guy was, like, the main bad guy of the season, and I was so fucking wrong. I was like, god damn it, why do you gotta turn out to be a nice fucking guy at the end, and why? I wanted to fucking hate you, and now I can't fucking hate your character anymore. And, gotta go yeah. back and revisit season one, maybe watch the last couple episodes of season one. Whole thing about that show, I really enjoyed the family. I really liked the family because the family unit was a good unit. And they worked well together, and it was enjoyable to see uh, sci-fi like Star Trek again, where you have it like a, a unit of. You're gonna uh, love it. Like, professional people two, who work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Season Just two. Just a spoiler: like you don't even get to see the robot until like the like second to last or third to last episode like the first five or six episodes is nothing but the family and them having to work together and obviously uh the mechanics in the family and then the doctor and it's like the doctor and the, the mechanic and then the rest of the family members um and yeah they bring some more story arcs that are going to be interesting and then the ending you're just gonna like i can already hear it like go what the fuck
So you're saying that it's actually like an engaging story that's good and draws you in and intrigues you, unlike fucking Twilight. Yes, and then they throw this like 180 at the fucking end, and you're just like, really? Really? Okay. okay, wait, there was... Well, to be fair, at the end of Twilight, at the end of the last movie, there was a fucking 180, and it did make me go, really? And that mm-hmm. was when the entire vampire fight happened, and then uh, it yes. snapped out of uh, Michael Sheen's head, and it was, oh, he was just imagining uh, the worst-case scenario. Oh, I guess I shouldn't do that, because I might die. Uh, I guess that I was... Missed... I missed that one. Wow, I'm not missing anything. You don't need to watch any of these movies or read any of the books. They're <laughs> fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, see, did I think I remember reading the books, but I don't think I ever saw the third, um, the third or fourth movie. Like I saw the first two, and that was it. I saw yeah. the one, um, the first one, obviously, and then the second one where they go to like Italy and shit. <laughs> the second one where we go to Italy and Edward's like, oh my god, she's totally dead. I'm going to walk outside so everybody can see me sparkle. Yes. And then they're going to kill me because I don't want to live anymore because I don't have Bella because she's totally dead so everybody's going to see me sparkle. I will admit that the only reason I watched the first two movies is that someone had the Rift Tracks track. Yes! Oh my god, yes, Rift Tracks <laughs> did all the Twilight movies. That's the only reason why I've seen them seen them as well. That's the same fucking reason I've seen them. Uh, like, so I, I've seen, seen the Twilight movies mostly because of the Rift Tracks presence. The only movie I saw without Rift Tracks was the last one. So it's like the only one that was in, I was like, yeah, it's like the only one worth like maybe three tenths of a damn. No, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without the Rift Tracks overlay. God bless uh, Michael Nelson and Bill Corbett and Kevin Murphy. Absolutely. Yeah, I Nope, uh, I think my sister made me suffer through the first two, and I said I wasn't going to suffer through the third one. Yeah, I did, in fact, not actually ever pick up a novel version of that. I just went, nope, no, no, and nope. Because uh, my vampires the... don't fucking sparkle. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I uh, The movie I hated because it was so fucking bad, and I wanted it to be good, was uh, Aragon. Like... Mm. I read the books. I read all of the, you know, the inherit the entire series, and the books were really good. I really enjoyed <laughs> the books. And then they made the movie, and I'm like, "What in the fuck is that?" It's like you didn't even read the fucking books. Is that the one? Is Erkan the one with the dragon voice by Sean? Yeah, Connery? the blue dragon. No, that's that's Dragonheart. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aragon is uh, okay. He has a big blue dragon, and they can talk, and they're dragon riders, and whatnot. Um, and there's a pretty hot elf. I can't remember her name, but like the movie, they take like all of the first book and part of the second book and cut out all the meaningful shit and smash it into this one fucking movie 
and they completely grazed over like these big important parts of the fucking movie or the books and yeah it was so fucking depressing I feel like I've seen this movie but I don't remember it I did not see it, but I did hear that the book was supposed to be awesome and that everyone who read the book was super aggravated and disappointed that they fucked the movie up royally. Uh, the trailer's in your, your uh, thing. Gotcha. Oh, I know her. Um, that's uh, Sienna, Sienna um, Gilroy or something. Gilroy. Yes. She has uh, an odd Sienna. last name. Yeah. She was pretty much the, the only reason I watched it. Ravaged by a ruthless king. Like I was, yeah, it, like I wanted to like the movie because the book was just so good. But like they so fucked it up. And the guy that plays Aragon, I mean this movie has Jeremy Irons in it. How do I not remember this movie? I fucking love Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons is bomb, man. Jeremy Irons he, in a movie like, with dragons. That's just, it's pure gold. That's just oh, like the original Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's like, mwah. Uh, John Malkovich is in it, too. He's the bad guy. No, surprise, surprise. No, you don't say. <laughs> John Malkovich Robert. playing somebody who's bad. This is weird. I yeah, I feel like I've seen this movie, but I've forgotten it. I I should check to see if I actually have this on. I might have this on VHS. <laughs> no, two thousand six. I must have. Yeah, no, I still I have uh, I have four working VCRs actually. I have one actually connected, uh, and three in reserve. Somehow I'm not surprised considering how much of an AV nerd you are. Uh, yeah. Old habits. Yeah, I should check and see if I have this movie again and watch it. Because it, it seems familiar. I can't believe that something came out with Jeremy Irons in it that I, would, I didn't watch. I've seen, I think I've seen almost all his stuff. He's a really good actor. He's, uh, I wouldn't go that far. He, he's kind of, he chews the scenery and a lot of stuff that he's in. He's just really entertaining to watch. So yeah, okay, I'll, I take it back. Maybe you're right. He is a good actor because he's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not a great actor, but. Like, he's not winning any Oscars. <laughs> right, but you can't help but like him. There was one, oh God, it's an older fucking movie. I gotta go back. Aragon, no, that was before that. I fucking loved him in the original Dungeons and Dragons movie, the one from 2000. Now is your yeah. time to die! <laughs> oh my god. He was so over the top in that. Oh, he was in... He was in the second... Oh, he was... In the second Die Hard movie, that's... That's right. He was the bad guy. Uh, no, the third Die Hard movie. Oh, is it, what, oh, that's right. Yeah, the third one. He's uh, Hans's brother. He is, yes. He's Hans's demented brother. Who <laughs> is also a, a spectacular thief in the end. That's all. He's not a terrorist. He's just, he's just a really fucking good thief. Oh, yeah. yeah no, that was... Uh, you can hate on Die Hard a lot. Die Hard 1 was good. Die Hard 2 was... 
they tried to capitalize on the whole Christmas thing again. It just didn't pan out. It was, they brought it wasn't back Carl Winslow. Yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance Big was good. Members. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah then, Die Hard 1 was good. Die Hard 2, and a little, little bit of a dip. Die Hard 3, though, like, right back up there. That was great. Great action movie. And then, uh, live Free or Die Hard. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. How can you say was... that? It had uh, Silent Bob and the Mac guy in it. <laughs> oh, it had Timothy Olpit and... Uh... Timothy Oliphant as the bad guy. Oliphant. Yeah, he was good. Um, yeah, but it it had the I gotta click on fucking Bruce Willis here. Um, who's the dumb fuck kid? Um, Justin God. Lang. Yes. Like, yeah, the Mac. He's the Mac guy. Do you, oh. do you ever see those commercials, Mac versus PC, where it's Justin Lang and the other? Oh uh, yeah, the comedian, the actual comedian. Yeah, who played the who played the PC? And yeah, it was just it was basically Justin Lang standing there being like, "Yeah, I'm I'm totally like a quirky hipster. You should like me, and I'm not sure why you don't. Like, you're kind of freaking out there, buddy." And the PC guy carried the, every single fucking commercial. Yeah, that was that was the whole thing. That's why everyone knows him. That and waiting with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> uh the other one was uh, accepted. I like that movie. Yeah, who's uh the oh Maggie Q is in it. She was one of the bad the bad guys. Yeah, those are the four. Like it wasn't a horrible movie, but it wasn't like it was basically Die Hard Three again, but with a different context. A little bit. Like it was, yeah. It was a giant thief movie. Um, and then, uh, oh, Lucy gets introduced. I'm trying to remember what, what's the, the last, the, the, what, yeah. What's the Die Hard movie that came out at, after? Oh, and then it went to his, uh, the, they introduced the son. Yeah. His estranged son who was in Russia working for the CIA or some bullshit. A good day to die hard. A good day to die hard. Thank you. All I could think of was uh, from Russia with love, and I was like, no, that's obviously not right. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, that movie. But at that point, they had lost the entire point of the Die Hard franchise, which was this one ordinary guy uh, who was in a shit situation and had to figure out how to get out of it. He was like, he was killing, he killed a helicopter with a car. He drove a car off a ramp and it <laughs> yeah, crashed into a helicopter and blew up. <laughs> he was like running through a lobby with a chain gun or some shit, just like blasting all these these people apart, like wrecking buildings. He was just a complete fucking bulldozer in that movie. It was just like, this, this is exactly, this is, this is not Die Hard. This is like noise. Yeah. I mean, the whole cop car in live free die hard where it like comes down and he like takes justin lane to the knee and the fucking cop car comes flying over the top of him and smashes into the two cars that was cool but there was so many points to that movie like seriously oh and warlock who played fucking warlock uh silent bob that's right ah that's yes 
Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. I, I refuse to use his actual name. <laughs> That's okay. I will uh, ignore your refusal and substitute it with my own. Uh, who is? Uh, aren't they making a new Silent Bob movie? Yeah, it's already yeah. out. Oh, it's out. Yep. Um, it is yeah. uh, Jane Silent Bob two, and they're trying to. Well, the, yeah, like the first Jane Silent Bob movie, they had like a, a comic book uh, that was being turned into a movie, and uh, they were against it or something, or they were TV producers. I haven't watched that movie in like fifteen years. Uh, but uh, this one, this one, one, they're they're going Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. It was their first movie. Yeah, the yeah there was uh they were making a movie about the comic book and they were trying they wanted to go get rights to it or some shit, so they had to go across the country to Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. So this the sequel that's already come out now. It's basically the same thing. Like uh, Hollywood. I from what I read in the in the synopsis that was like two sentences long. Hollywood's making a sequel to that movie, and they they have to drive across the country to stop it. Yeah, Dogma. I, one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> Dogma was a really good movie. Oh, where are you guys? Hell, no, close neighbor, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, oh wait, I remember. <laughs> um, so Alan, yeah, Alan Rickman is sitting in the uh, uh the Mexican place having tequila with. Well, he's not drinking tequila. Small <laughs> point. Uh, and he's telling the stories like uh, you know, Loki and. What was the other name? Bartleby. Uh, yes. You know, uh, you know, uh, Bartleby. You know, or one of them threw down his sword, uh, gave God the finger, and quit. And God banished them to the worst place imaginable. She's like hell. He's like worse, Wisconsin. Yes. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, because uh, was it? And then because they said something else. Well, hell is. Wisconsin's hell's closest neighbor, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only the only better part that I like in that movie is when they're in the uh, the ho or the airport elevator, and um, it's like, well, <laughs> this is so awesome. If I could, I would have sex. Well, you know, let's do the next best thing. Yeah, let's kill people. Lady spits out the coffee. He's like, oh, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I really enjoy when they, uh, when he's basically like telling the nun to take her collection gar jar and go buy herself something pretty. Yeah, right. And she's like, I can't believe it's all pointless. I've wasted my entire life. I'm so some guy, some girl. You know, just be happy and connect with someone because, in the end, that's all the life is. It's just a series of connections. What I love most about that is that you know there is a god. You've stood in his presence. <laughs> Starting is to remember all the quotes now. Kevin Smith, like, fucking skinny now? He's, uh, he's lost weight yeah. since his heart attack, yes. Yes, yeah, he's in better shape. And um, who's... I don't remember the, the name of the guy who plays Jay. I'm completely vegan. Oh, he's in Miri and something make a porno. Yeah, something like that. And the the guy who plays Jay is now uh totally sober. Um he has been for for some time. So, you know, more power to him. Uh he's he's doing a lot better than he was 
20 years ago. Jason Meeves. Yes, yes thank you. That's it. Yeah. And <laughs> Helios was randomly scanning things. Oh, <laughs> Helios is scanning the cafe. Helios is scanning the Iatan statues. It, yeah, it knows what it's doing. <laughs> Whatever it's doing, it totally knows it's doing it. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, just uh, to to bring this all the way back around. Uh, sparkly vampires suck. Sparkly vampires <laughs> do suck. Uh, another uh, principal reason, principal argument that I've always used about Twilight. Um, in the United States, we have something called the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. It is a hotline that anyone can call when they feel like they're in a, <laughs> a, an abusive relationship. The National Domestic Abuse Hotline is a nationally recognized institution which helps people, gives legitimate help to people who are in abusive relationships, and you can tell, they, they inform you, uh, you can tell if you are in an abusive relationship because it will meet one of 15 criteria that they have. These 15 criteria are all pretty serious, like limiting, your partner limits your contact with other people, uh, with, with others, uh, is controlling of your behavior, um, is physically uh, abusive to you, stuff like that. So the thing is, if everyone here had to guess, how many criteria do you think that Edward and Bella's relationship meets for... 14. For... Gobi 13. says 14. Masami says 13. <laughs> the correct answer is it meets all 15 criteria. <laughs> One. Awesome. One is enough for you to be considered in an abusive relationship, <laughs> and they cover all 15 of them. <laughs> <laughs> this this was the book that Stephanie Meyer wrote for young girls to read. Young girls like 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. That's the message that she sent. That's fucking horrible. It's That's okay horrible. to be in an abusive relationship. It's fucking horrible. It's disgraceful. Yes. And oh, then what's-her-name wrote uh, what amounts to Twilight fanfiction for their mothers. Oh, wait, well, yeah, what was that? Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. About <laughs> mature adults who enjoy getting dumped on by men who are control freaks, yeah. Yeah, no, there's, like, so much better. If, if that sort of fiction is your thing, there's so much better uh, fic out there. Like, Literatica, amazing website. Not crap. Free. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mentioned uh, one of our British pals, Bella. Uh, she writes like erotica and shit like that. Nice. And yeah, it was really fun because she's like super British too. So mm -hmm. if you could get her like slightly drunk and get her <laughs> to read her own erotica, it was oh, fucking amazing. That's awesome. Hottest, <laughs> I think, hottest thing I've ever heard a woman say in TV uh, was the, the British version of House of Cards back in the 1990s. 
I, I, yeah, I can't even say the line, but yeah, it was the fucking hottest thing I think I've ever heard. So yeah, that's fine. You know, she's British. Uh, I, I believe that she's very good at what she does, especially if she's enthusiastic about it. Oh yeah, I mean, it was it was a definitely an interesting read every time I got to read it. But she went, she got too far into K-pop, like. I remember that. Oh Holy she... shit! Wait, what was? Wow, bad. What was the group? What was the the group that came out? Uh, oh, that was BTS. BTS. Yes, she fucking loved BTS. She posted all that stuff. Yeah. Talking about going <laughs> going back in GS history. Yeah, scroll up in the saloon back to like early 2018. <laughs> You will oh. find some epic BTS shit posting. Uh, yes. Let's see. I gotta, I gotta scroll down. I haven't talked to her in a while, but my the private messages between her and I are pretty fucking gold. Steamy. Um, Steamy, Kobe. Steamy, would you say? <laughs> uh, so she she has this little boy, and um, whenever they they her and her ex got separated and stuff and whatever so she was single for a while and i think she might have thought i was gay or something because i don't <laughs> understand why a straight woman would tell me things like this but like she would tell me about her like sex life and all that stuff and it was kind of depressing and kind of fucking hilarious all at the same time like at one point she got a concussion because she was having sex with a guy and he hit it too hard and her arm buckled and her head went straight into the fucking coffee table at the or the you know oh, fence no. whatever. <laughs> fucking instant concussion. I mean, she's a yeah. writer. She's open. She's not ashamed <laughs> of uh, of her her sex life, and she probably draws on her own experience for her writings. Yeah, no, that's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Also, getting a concussion during sex is not all that unusual. I think I've done that before. <laughs> You've never, like, pulled a hamstring or something, or, like... Oh, yeah, pulled muscles? Yeah, that's the thing that yeah. happens. That, that, that happens pretty frequently, or not well frequently. Uh, Charlie that, versus, yeah, happens. like, a yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Which brings us back to the Twilight scene when they're on their honeymoon <laughs> and he breaks the oh, headboard. It is so, it's just so romantic. Oh, they're having such vigor. And she wakes up and she's got bruises all over her. And he's, yeah, again, symptom of a domestic abusive or uh, abusive <laughs> relationship right, right there. You wake up from a night of passionate love and you're covered in fucking bruises. <laughs> bruises, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I, I can get... You know, the whole rough sex usually only happens during hate sex, though, not usually yeah. during, like, lovemaking. Or if you're a fucking Klingon. <laughs> I, you know, there are advantages to being a fucking Klingon. This is true. As long as you have ridges. No, no, not, okay, okay. You're not a fucking right Klingon. Places. 
there was an awesome episode of Voyager where uh, they came across like a Klingon battle cruiser that that had been stranded in the Delta Quadrant for fucking ever, and they had like a crew exchange or some shit. And the last one of the last scenes of the episode is Neelix coming out of his uh, of the quarters of this Klingon woman, and he's his hair is all messed up, his clothes are torn, he's got a black eye, and <laughs> the woman is seeing him out. He's just like, and he, <laughs> he's like, oh my god, I had such a fucking good night. Uh, I, all I have to say is Jedzia and Worf. That's true. Uh, Jedzia, Jedzia could really hold her own. But I, I have a feeling yeah. that Worf was, like, less of a Klingon lover and more of a gentle lover. He seems like the, the sort of, like, cries after... Maybe not cries after sex type, but I could imagine him crying after sex. <laughs> <laughs> because I it was so beautiful. Play. Where the Klingons from Star Trek Discovery reminded me of. Uh, I went back and I watched Defiance. The. Uh, oh. Um. The Arathians or whatever. Arathians. That's who they fucking remind me of. Oh, really? The Arathians? I guess yes. the foreheads kind of, yeah. Yep. I was going to say the Omek. Oh, fuck, that's right, yeah, minus the purple skin. Yeah, minus the purple skin, because they got the big fucking teeth and the just... Yeah. Yeah, the badassery, that one dude, I forget who the um, the uh, patriarch was, I... or his name. Yeah, he got killed. I mean, the daughter was, like, hot in, like, this creepy way, that, you, but not, like... like she she yeah. was just a hot mess. She, her whole <laughs> character was just a downhill slope. Like, yeah, I want to, I want to hit that, but I'm not drunk enough to hit that, and I don't want to chew off my own arm. Afterwards, I'm not drunk enough to think that's a good idea. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you know, it's yeah, she's hot from way the fuck over here, but I'm not drunk enough to get any closer. Because yeah, that sounds like a really bad idea. <laughs> Key phrase. Don't stick it in the crazy. This this is Don't true. Stick in crazy. Look, it's true. <laughs> when you're like in your thirties, it's easy for you to say that. But when you're eighteen and you see that, and it translates into just uh, amazing shit. You, yeah, I'm it's sticking it, my dick into it. <laughs> yeah, and and you do, because you do. And then you regret it the next day, but you know, you still you do it again, and you know it. Ideally, you do that in college, far away from where you, uh, from where you live, and uh, you get out of it by just moving to another state. <laughs> well, that's that's perfectly healthy. There you go. It, it's called being, you know, a single young male. Like that's just we've all done it. I mean, yeah, no, that's fine. You're 18, you go to college, you get a school in another state or a trade school or something like that. Yeah, get get out there, do your yeah. thing. Uh, just make sure that you're not making a living around that area when you're done doing whatever you're doing. Go get a job in a different state yep. or another continent. That's even better. Uh, my favorite was uh, the cosmetology students because I don't always keep cut your, my own hair. Don't so. keep your own phone uh, phone number either. Ditch your old phone. Get a new phone. <laughs> uh well, see, I went to college back in the day, like so far back in the day that cell phones weren't a popular thing for people to have. Which like, is great. Even better. We 
we still had home phones. So. Invent time travel, go back to the 80s, do a lot of cocaine bang chicks, then return to the present. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Yeah, no, uh, we used to, well, it was a wonderful time before cell phones. You didn't have to worry about being videotaped, doing anything. Like, people were smart enough Holy not to videotape shit. everything and put it on the internet. Well, it was, that it wasn't was... a thing yet. Yeah, internet didn't exist, and if you were videotaping something, you were like, you had a VHS camcorder over your shoulder, and depending yes. on what model you had or how late it was, you had like a VCR recording unit uh, around, you know, <laughs> it was like a handbag, and it was, it was awkward, cumbersome, and you could really tell when somebody was pointing a camera at you back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was a student um, manager for our various high school sports teams, and there was many a game where I was the camera person with the big old camera on your fucking shoulder. Yep. Now they just get to point at a small little thing at the court and I'm like, damn kids. <laughs> oh, that was, the other, that was the best thing about back then. Yeah, there was no internet and there was no compulsion to share all the small details of your life through social media. I guess people were narcissistic in different ways back then. And you, you didn't yes. have to worry about putting something on Twitter and then six years later going in for a job interview and having them pull that up and being like, you said the N-word when you were in college. We're not hiring you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, of course, the funniest thing is they thought it was a good idea to put me in charge of well, they called it the 430 Club, which was like basically the student activity center. It had like mm. pool yeah. tables and ping pong tables and workout machines and a TV, and not only did they put me in charge of it, they put me in charge of it to close it at night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was such... You know, the great thing, though, was they didn't have security cameras back then, either, because crime wasn't a thing. So, I probably did lots of things that I shouldn't have done on a school property. <laughs> <laughs> but okay tell us what kind of inanimate <laughs> objects you put your dick into <laughs> uh no I, uh my big thing was i was a pool shark back then so girls uh, always wanted to learn how to play pool so we would play strip pool it's not a bad I was, idea i was i never, I, I never thought of that <laughs> Wait, oh strip yeah, it's totally a thing. Oh yeah, I mean, I I don't think I ever closed it on a night of playing strip pool where it didn't have a happy ending. <laughs> I'm Wait, fairly how... certain that there's always a happy ending to strip pool. This was oh, college, yeah. right? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. My husband is also <laughs> nodding in response because he is something of a pool shark himself. I did not know him in those days, but I will believe him. Question. Is there such a thing as strip bowling? <laughs> you can make I'm strip sure you can. anything. Yeah, you can if make you're... strip anything, man. Yeah. If you're motivated enough, I mean. Interesting. Interesting. I'm not I'm not sure how you would play strip um bowling, but I'm positive Dip. you could do it. For every what? pin that you knocked over, you removed an article of clothing. I would I would say every strike you get, you got to remove an article of clothing because otherwise one frame and everybody be naked. Actually, I would think that you have to get a strike in order to retain clothing, and if you don't, then 
it's coming off. Which basically means that I, I would be naked after one no. round anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have yeah, to get I'm... things like if you miss a spare or... Yeah, I mean, just knocking down pins, that's... You have to make it somewhat I... of a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise you're taking off too many clothes too soon and it, it ruins the whole mood. It's like, you know, it's the otherwise, game, it's the art of the naked. challenge. Like, yeah, you gotta... It's the chase. Which, if that's your goal, then you just might as well. <laughs> what was that? If that's the goal, you might as well just have what? Start with the orgy and be done with it. Exactly. I'm fine yeah, with that, right, too. That... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that's the case, there's a movie called Short Bus. It's an indie film. You should really check it out. Be right up your alley. Uh-huh. All right, short bus. Got it. Yeah, it's, uh, we had, when Netflix first came out, my dad had this, whatever, uh, he would just, like, randomly pick fucking movies without looking at their description, and boy, did we get some fucking winners. Do y'all know Michael <laughs> McDowell? Yes. Um, uh, A Clockwork Orange. He, he was the uh, main character in A Clockwork Orange. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he was actually in a movie called Caligula that was uh, produced by Hustler <laughs> Entertainment. It was a legitimate historical movie about the Emperor Caligula in Rome, produced by Hustler. There was so much dick and tits in that movie. And Helen <laughs> Mirren was in that movie, too. You want to see Helen Mirren uh, back in the 70s? Totally uh, topless? Yeah, that's the movie to do it. Her rack was amazing back then, and it's still pretty goddamn amazing, frankly. <laughs> Speaking of orgies. So yeah, Twilight's <laughs> a piece of shit. Short bus might act better. I mean, there is at least an orgy in it. No orgies in Twilight. Nope. I mean, uh, that actually, there's no sex in Twilight until they're married. Uh, surprise, surprise. The reason for that is that Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon. Mm -hmm. Premarital sex is evil. You will go to hell. So, why did he have multiple wives then? Who had multiple wives? No, why didn't he have mo multiple wives? Oh! Interesting question. Polygamy is... I, <laughs> I don't know the, the, the Mormon church's stance on polygamy anymore. Because that came out in the news, like... It's, Did, it's there's, like, a whole like, reality TV show called yeah, Sister ahead. Wives. It, it, it's me. basically much like there are, you know, different varieties of Lutherans and that sort of thing. There's, there's apparently different varieties of Mormons, and there's only a couple of those varieties that still embrace polygamy, whereas the rest of the church is kind of like, we're going to adhere to law. <laughs> If I recall correctly, though, in the Book of Mormon, it is pretty specific that polygamy is a thing, or is allowed, yeah. or encouraged, or allowed. Something uh, to that effect. Yeah, I know Utah. Utah, that's... Utah, maybe Nevada? Yeah, the... Well, see, Utah, here's the thing, yeah, okay. Yeah, the Mormons are definitely based uh, primarily in Utah because, you know, Salt Lake City, nobody wants to live there. So the Mormons are like, OK, we're going to make this into a paradise. And, you know, it's 
it, it's kind of a nice place, I guess. Salt Lake City is not all that bad. Apart from the fact that every time you go to a liquor store and you want to buy hard liquor, you have to go into a back room that's surrounded by a curtain, and you can't actually show the hard liquor anywhere, and yeah, in public. But what? besides that, it's oh, discrimination. Yeah. No, you cannot. They, they are barely. First of all, in Mormonism, again, alcohol uh, not permitted. Neither is dancing. <laughs> if you're if you're going strict canon, uh, then uh, yeah, in the in the state of Utah, obviously, it's federally legal to sell alcohol. It's legal in the state to sell alcohol, but they have all these restrictions on it. So you can't have windows in a liquor store. You can't show liquor in public. And if you buy it, then it has to be in a very private, secluded area, and it has to be bagged and kept contained until you're also in a private area. Um, I just put Utah on list of states that I never want to visit. <laughs> I've been to Ever. Salt Lake City. I've been to the airport, and I've been to the city. That's all of Utah that I've seen. About the closest I want to get to Utah is Las Vegas, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, to ex used to watch that stupid show Sister Wives and uh, those people are fucking nuts like all women are crazy but yes. fucking men <laughs> who think they can have multiple fucking wives are a whole different type of idiot crazy like yes what the fuck are you thinking dude absolutely <laughs> I really I mean, don't know how that works well, and the worst part is the the TV show that's following this one guy. He has like eight wives or some shit, and none of them are even remotely attractive. It's like <sighs> scary. Well, for, how dare you? How dare you <laughs> judge people by by physical appearance? Yeah, no, I totally get what uh, you're saying. Oh no. Yeah, I also was forced to watch the show, so I understood their the rest of them as well. And no, just no, man, no, all the nope in the world. Fuck the other thing that. is, like, okay, fine. The Mormons do have like polygamy. They're not the only religion, though, and uh, Utah is not the only place, or you know, wherever the Mormons are, are not the only place in the United States that have polygamy. I know there are sects of Judaism that also embrace or encourage or allow polygamy. And this happens in New York City. And the way that they get away with it is that the man has one legal uh, wife. Yep. He gets married and everything like that. And then the, the rabbi performs the ceremony for any of the other wives. So they're not legally married, but they all live together under the same house. And they are a family. In, in the Jewish law, they are a family. Uh, it's the same thing with the Mormons. He can only technically be legally married to one of the wives at a time okay that makes sense because they were talking the one he was gonna have to divorce his one wife his first wife so he could marry his like last wife so that one of the kids could get medical insurance or some shit or she was pregnant with another one of his kids and yeah it was fucking like i'm like okay i can't do this anymore i need to go into a different room like uh, my head is already having reality TV overload because she would watch, like, Jersey Shore and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And... <laughs> Bad enough that my mother watches Survivor. Oh, God, my... Oh, oh fuck. 
her mom watched that. Her mom would come over and watch fucking Survivor. Plus, I'd have to. No, that's just uh, like Survivor right. almost tolerable because you gotta do shit. Right. Right. I, it, it's not too bad because the way she watches it, at least when I'm around, is that she kind of like fast forwards through it. Like she wants like just the good bits. Like she doesn't actually want to sit all the way through it. I don't know if she just does that for when I'm around or what, but it, it seems like she's like she enjoys it on a fast forward sort of pace. Like she likes the challenges Fine. and she likes the final vote. She doesn't give a shit about all the fucking office politics on the island. Yeah, basically. That that that's pretty much my mother. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my my dad's the same way. Like he doesn't really like Survivor, but he likes watching the challenges and you know, and then the end who gets voted off. He doesn't give a shit about the fucking politics on the island cuz it's mm-hmm. It's like a, a big brother. Like that's the mm-hmm. other one like why is that even a show? Like, yeah, that show's so dumb. Oh my god, it's almost as bad as The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Oh, <laughs> just oh, <laughs> I, I know, right? Oh, no, uh, no. uh, do you remember uh, Road Worlds versus the Real World? No, uh, I, I knew, baby. I know the Real Worlds, but. I I can't do reality TV. I've never watched reality TV. I've never gotten into it. Yeah, oh, no, just it's all because of my ex. But uh, so they would take contestants that played on uh the Real Worlds, and then apparently there was another TV show about the same time called Road Rules, um, that was the same basically type of format as the Real Worlds, and so they would take people that played on real world and people that played on road worlds and they would put them on this other show and they would have to do like these crazy challenges and they were all stuck in a house just like the you know the real world or whatever but they were secluded and they had to do challenges and the winners of the challenges were safe kind of like survivor but with Mm -hmm. reality tv stars and then he got named the challenge um and yeah it was uh, if you skipped all the drama inside the house and you just watched the challenges, it was pretty. It was funny, um, but yeah, you tried to keep up with the drama and it was just all bad. I don't get it. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't watch it because every time I watch a reality TV show, all I see are people competing to get the most attention, and when it's that obvious that you're trying to get attention, like that hard. I just don't want to give you the attention anyway. I, I just don't. I don't. It makes me not care. Mm-hmm. This is uh, probably one of my favorite moments in the challenge. <gasps> it, <gasps> sorry, <laughs> don't you don't have to watch it, but this video is fucking hilarious. Um, you're literally gonna watch a grown man put another man on his back and carry him like a fucking backpack and he looks like the Terminator while he does it and it's pretty fucking hilarious. Oh, Johnny Bananas. Yeah, this this sounds legit. <laughs> it, it is. It's his nickname, Johnny Bananas. Uh, so the guy that does the carrying is uh, CT. 
and he uh yeah it's <laughs> look at him they're so fucking intense <laughs> The dude, th there's okay. There's a guy it, carrying another dude, <laughs> like a backpack, and the dude who's the backpack is trying to kick the guy who's carrying him in the balls. And now, now everybody just looks sad and disgusted. It sounds sad and disgusting. This, this, uh, this is so. My God, the faces that they make too. I know. <laughs> Everybody wants to have the camera on them. Everybody's like, oh my god, look at my reaction. My reaction's the best. Oh my god, Paula can't believe it. Paula is just, this is beyond her. Can, can, please sympathize with Paula, everyone. This needs to be yeah. a, a cast of its own. Dr. Noodle criticizes or tries to watch uh, reality TV. <laughs> Yeah, no. Ugh. No, the rest of the show is just complete and other fucking trash. But every once in a while, they have these funny fucking moments, like this one. Like, uh, so the whole thing is Johnny Bananas, the guy that's the backpack. He's a cocky little fucking prick, and he like he wins a lot. I mean, he's he's good at the game. Like, he understands how to play the game, and he's pretty decent at it. So he wins quite a bit, and he basically trash talked CT um, a couple episodes before this, and then he ended up having to fucking go against him, <laughs> and he gets carried around like a little bitch, and it it stuck with him for like the rest of his fucking challenge career. Christ, we did this, Masami. Ta talking about that, we did this, Gobi. I think you were here for it, but it was years ago. It was like three, at least three years ago. You guys found something that I hated. Like, you knew I absolutely fucking hated it. And you put it on, you told me to watch it, and you all queued it up. You didn't, I, I don't know if you told me or not that you were watching it along too. They were just like, watch this and react to it audibly. And, uh, <laughs> fuck, I wonder it if I actually... sounds like a setup. I don't think, like yeah, no, it was because it was out of nowhere. And I didn't really, I don't think I knew what was going on, so I don't think I have a video of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh I, yeah it was uh i can't uh, i think it was when we were was it it was right around the time we were playing siege was it around so what the fuck would you have been or what would i have been i don't remember watching? i remember yeah. what you're talking about but i can't remember what we made you watch Christ. Yeah, no, the, the only thing that I've done that recently with was the uh, the Gamer Awards, the 2019 Gamer mm. Awards, when, and that was only for like uh, 10 minutes when I was on here. I was just absolutely disgusted. And then I put it on the other computer and I turned the volume off and I was just like, okay, all right, I'm getting my Warframe drop. <laughs> yep. And then, and then as we were going, and then I freaked out and was like, Doc, Doc, they released the thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we all hopped on, and uh, lo and behold, we had we had rail jacks. Yeah, I was like, "What the shit is this bullcrap?" 
Although that was fun. Like, if there's ever anything like that again, like, maybe that should just be its own episode where we sit there and MST3K a freaking award show. I'm not going to lie, I do. I I watched a lot of Mystery Science Theater uh, in college. I was introduced to it by uh, a good friend of mine, a mutual friend of mine at Omegas. And I watched a lot, all of Mystery Science Theater, in fact, uh, all the way through all 10 seasons, several times, several dozen <laughs> times. And then uh, I saw that they had Rift Tracks come out, and I immediately became hooked on Rift Tracks. All their B-sides, all their shorts, all their official movies, um, all of that. So I, I love those dudes, and I would like to think that I'd be capable of doing something, you know, a little bit as funny as they can do. I'm They're obviously, obviously they... very talented people. I'm just a sarcastic asshole with a, you know, a dry sense of humor, so I, I think I'm okay. <laughs> I didn't realize well, that Gabrielle Union has her entire, uh, an entire store of her uh, select products and favorite products on Amazon. Thank you, Amazon, for commercially whoring out everything. Everything under the sun. So, has anyone heard about what Gwyneth Paltrow is trying to sell the world? Oh god, the candle! <laughs> Don't be posted the candle. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Oh my god! I, I couldn't, like, are you fucking serious? It's the official like, spot. The this is from the woman who tries to sell, tried to sell you an egg to put up your vagina. Really? Oh, I, hadn't heard of, I hadn't heard about that. What's that about? Oh god, that was a while ago. It was another stupid uh, products that Gwyneth Paltrow was trying to sell the world will come up with this. Well, I mean, I was I was thinking, you know, uh, a vagina-scented candle. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. 2017, I mean... uh, Huffington Post. Gwyneth Paltrow wants you to put this egg in your vagina. Yes, that that's it. That's what I'm talking about. It's a rose yep. quartz egg. Yep. It's super expensive too. Uh, she claimed that this uh, she claimed that this egg balanced out her hormones. Or said uh, her whole cycle uh, made much much more regular, and she even feels people are more attracted to you when you're carrying one. Is that what you call it when it's in your vagina? You're carrying it. <laughs> uh, you know what it reminds me of. There's a there's a thing in uh, BDSM where they stick uh, giant balls up the f fucking vagina and she has to <laughs> literally keep her fucking vagina tight to keep them in there you're um, you're saying yeah. this like none of us have ever heard of it before <laughs> like, like yeah. what the fuck why uh, let's just shove an egg up there i mean does it vibrate at least i mean nope. then i can see it but... that would be an upside yeah but I don't think it's it does. no it's solid uh this one is what is this quartz quartz yeah, yeah it's like a rose just for strengthening muscles, that's all. Yeah, it's a rose quartz egg, and uh, this is off... Oh my god, she... Uh... Paltrow's Infinite Lifestyle site recently interviewed beauty guru healer Shiva Rose for an article titled, Better Sex, colon, Jade Eggs for Your Yoni. <laughs> Yoni egg. Uh, I, I have never... That's, that's definitely gotta be a euphemism. 
I've never Are you kidding me? putting it's... jade eggs up your yoni before. <laughs> I am distinctly discomforted by this. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, guess who invented it? The Chinese. But don't. Of course they did. Fucking seventy dollars. Yep. Oh, undrilled. Yep. There's there's drilled or there's undrilled. So you can put a string on it if you want. Well, that might not be a bad idea. Doesn't get stuck. <laughs> oh, uh, relieves muscular and emotional tension. Improves your body's natural lubrication. Over the course of an entire episode of Reno 911, there was a skit where the cops got called to a bachelor party where a stripper got a ping pong ball stuck in her vagina and she was trying to get it out by jumping up and down. Oh, oh they got different sizes, too. <laughs> well, of course. Medium size is a good size yoni, <laughs> yoni egg to start for with most women. <laughs> I can't believe uh, they actually still sell it. I, it's on sale for $49. Or you can pay in four installments at $12.25. <laughs> And it's got a 4.8 star rating with uh, 69 reviews. 69, all right. Uh, and oh. I quote, I quote, There is no evidence at all to suggest that jade eggs may help, and it carries potential harms, including vaginal infection and trauma. Dr. Maria Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Rodriguez, an assistant professor in the Department of uh, Obstetrics... Obstetrics is fine. Obstetrics, yeah, sorry, uh, I'm is late. I know it's obstetrician is the is the actual yeah. doctor, obstetrics and gynecology at Oregon Health and Sciences University, and she told this to the Huffington Post. I cannot think of a single reason why inserting a large, heavy stone object into the vagina would improve one's sex life. She added, and she encouraged uh, people engaging in such a practice. Uh, or Rodriguez also said, encouraging such a practice perpetuates the idea that there is something inherently wrong with women's reproductive organs at baseline and that they need to be cleansed or balanced. And furthermore, Rodriguez reminded us how our, us how intuitive our bodies are on their own without the help of a stone or a celebrity. So yep. good, for, good for Dr. Maria Isabel Rodriguez from the Oregon Health uh-huh. and Science University. But but the physical benefits, it's said to help circulation, skin issues, headaches, fertility, and female reproductive system. Yeah, it uh-huh. is said to. There are no definitive, <laughs> I guarantee, there are no definitive statements anywhere on that product page or anywhere around it. Because if there were, the FDA would be all the fuck over this. Uh, okay, first of all, it, li- it lists its chakra, which is heart. Okay, Great. I completely <laughs> it lost all respectability when you list what kind of chakra it has because that to me just complete bullshit. Uh, but it does give you sizes just so you have an idea here. A large is 35 by 50 millimeters, a medium is 30 by 43 millimeters, 
and as small is 25 by 35 millimeters. All right, I have a two-part question. The first part is, uh, are there different, uh, so one chakra is heart, are there different types of chakras? And if there are, if you put all of them in your vagina, can you summon Captain Planet? <laughs> I believe if I, I remember correctly, there's three chakras. There's seven, there's, actually. I, I've done seven. enough yoga to absor absorb a little bit of this, but there's basically seven. How many chakras have okay. you put in your vagina, Masami? <laughs> I'm sorry, don't Approximately answer. zero. <laughs> Although there is, technically that area down there is a chakra, so I mean... That, yeah, that's the other thing that doesn't make sense. But, but, but is it a chakra like, on both male and female? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it's that lower area. Is it the same chakra? The, yeah. Wait, okay. Uh, also, all right, no, so if, no if, if a man wanted to take advantage of this, d could you stick it in the butt, or does he have to put it in the urethra? <laughs> I would think the butt would be fine. Well, why can't the woman put it in the butt, too? I guess that's why there's multiple sizes. <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried about sticking to the urethra for a minute. I was just like, yeah, so they make extra small, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And then right at the very bottom, you're going to love this. Yanni egg practice is not recommended for women who are pregnant or have an interuterine device, IUD. Yeah, that have an infection or a pre-existing health condition. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that's exactly that that's that's what they're worried about is that you stick uh the, a foreign object into the vagina while you're pregnant. It causes an infection and you lose the pregnancy. That's a massive lawsuit right there. Oh yeah. Well, but apparently the, the root chakra is what it is. Lumbanda is apparently the fun word that, that my yoga teachers always called it. Those wacky uh, Chinese slash Indians. Mostly Indians. Um, although the, I, would, I have to say the yoga classes I took mostly focused on the exercise aspect of it. Just sometimes they were full of just little tidbits that they shared with the class. Look, you know what? If it, uh, there's there's nothing wrong with holistic medicine as long as you're not treating it like something serious. If it's just fun, if it just makes yeah. you feel you know, like interesting <laughs> or teaches you about history or anything like that. But as soon as you start sticking things inside of yourself and expecting them yeah. to fix your body, that's a huge fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, Maria, verified buyer, five star review. The Crystal Yanni egg has helped me more become more balanced in my vagina, health, and spiritual life. There is something about this precious stone that sends positive energy to different parts of my body. Two thumbs this, up. What was the reviewer's name? <laughs> Maria. Maria, who is also coincidentally a 47-year-old <laughs> man from Green Bay. <laughs> Oh, God, the reviews on this thing. <laughs> uh, why did you guys have to show me this? This is just 
way too funny, man. This is right up there I with know, the 55 it's... gallon drum of lube. I am <laughs> so happy I mentioned. I know. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, received it right away and very satisfied. Are you fucking kidding me? 12, 12, 19. Like, people are still fucking buying this shit. Somebody bought yeah. for Christmas? <laughs> 12, 10, 2019. Five-star review. The stone is great. It enhanced my pelvic muscles and my sensitivity in intimate areas. It increased my self-confidence as well. <laughs> God. Mine is not drilled, but beautiful. What the fuck? I was really <laughs> hoping that thing had gotten discontinued, but apparently there's some crazy uh, people out there. Uh, there's like, uh, and the worst part is these are all five star reviews. Like, yep. Yeah. No. Like, was was thinking about so getting dumb. this for my daughter, but she does not. Uh, yeah, was thinking about getting this for my daughter, but she will not uh, use the solid jade object. Found out that there is an app for this, so she can just stick her phone up her vagina. Five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like this Yanni egg. It's very smooth and the perfect size to begin practicing with. I let it charge in the sun and use it before bed to first build up a relationship before I move on to practicing throughout the day. <laughs> what? Ow. Five first star of all, charge? Things got fucking batteries? <laughs> no. No, literally charges it in the sun. That's great. Yeah, now yeah, this uh, we've approached crackpot levels of usage. <laughs> I need to charge my chakra stone in the natural sunlight before I use it to uh, enhance my relationships. And then I practice those relationships throughout the day. So, uh, you know, another quick question. What happens if you forget to take this thing out well, before you get plowed? I don't know. You know A very painful experience for both parties. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I was just thinking the same thing. I Like, who does it hurt more? Oh, the guy, because you slam into a fucking stone. <laughs> like... Well, God, I this mean, is the worst thing ever. Like, to be <laughs> honest, something that hard being shoved into your pelvis, into your cervix, can't feel good either. Yeah, no, gonna yeah, really fucking hurt. Exactly, it's like... being pushed. It basically being pushed through the cervix into the uterus. That's gonna fucking. <laughs> that's yeah. abysmally painful. It's... It's literally oh. like the the equivalent of being punched in the balls. I am a doctor, and I agree. Uh, I feel so much more Glad compassionate. I'm loving there. the tightness I'm experiencing. It's amazing. I'm purchasing my next egg soon. Why do you need more than one? Fuck! <laughs> I don't... Oh my god! What? Oh. Do you get twice the the <laughs> chakra if you have more than one up there? Oh, the rose. Well, maybe she's going for one and towards... one behind. Yanni egg is <laughs> elegant and it has a great design. Oh, it has helped me control small slip ups, as well as deepen my sexual satisfaction. 
with regular practice, yeah, I, I experience one. increased moisture and desire. I highly recommend double trying it out myself. <sighs> the 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 moral of this story. These guys okay, got to be bots. Like the, these have the got to be bot reviews. The bow on this entire thing is that if Bella from Twilight had known about these eggs, then she wouldn't have been so dependent on Edward, and Jacob wouldn't have been an issue either, and she just would have been happy with herself and with her own sexuality, and everything would have worked out fine, and Edward would have died, and Jacob would have been torn up by uh, wolves or some shit. Who, who gives a fuck? Oh my god. We could have ended the first Hi, movie ladies. before it even started. <coughs> That's like scene oh. one. Bella is so depressed because she's moving to Oregon or wherever the fuck she goes, Washington. And uh, forks. She she goes to forks. Get it? It's a metaphor because it's a fork in the road. And then as soon as she shows up there and she steps off the bus, someone's like, here, this is an egg. Put it in your vagina. It'll make you feel better. And she says, thanks. And then she takes it right there at the bus stop, drops her pants, shoves it up her cooch. And she's like, wow, I really do feel better. And she gets back on the bus, goes to California. We never see her again. <laughs> the end. Twilight. Great book. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this podcast. Um, we hope you've had a lot of fun. We certainly have, too. This is what happens when only three people show up for this for this bullshit. And, uh, yeah, Gobi, Gobi uh, take us out. Oh, after one night in, I just popped one leg up and was able to push it out with no issues for anyone scared about using with no string. <laughs> Sex without the egg in. But after use, highly increased sensitivity. I had, I had lost a lot of feeling and connection to my Yanni, but since using it just one night, it has highly increased. Dude, there's I want to know what these people are smoking. Like, no, I need there, that. Yeah. There's not enough fucking alcohol in the world to erase what's happened tonight.